0: Welcome to Journeys of Teaching, I'm Aaron R. Gearhart. This week we are exploring the journey of Min Lei. Min is the author of well-regarded picture books such as Lift and Drawn Together, as well as the middle grade's graphic novel, Green Lantern Legacy. He is an early childhood education policy expert and a faculty member for Hamline University's MFA program in writing for children and young adults. On the previous episode, we discussed some of Min's written works, including Lift, drawn together, and an anthology novel to which he contributed, You Are Here, Connecting Flights. On this episode, we will conclude our time with Min by discussing his work as a board member for the We Need Diverse Books organization, the growing issue of book banning and censorship, and how he teaches his students at Hamline to write from an authentic place. You're part of, I think you're on the board, if I'm not mistaken, for a group called We Need Diverse Books. Yes. Yes tell me about that because that's going to springboard into I also want to talk to you about you know the waves of book banning and censorship someone who teaches in the south now it's something that does impact us down here probably more than it is happening in California right now but I would want to talk to you about that too but let's talk about the organization first and the work that y'all do
1: yeah I mean the organization started and it's um this is going to be its 10th year and it started because there was I think a large book conference and someone looked at the the array of authors, and it was, I think, almost zero non-white authors at this giant conference, and all these panels, and all these things, and that kind of, like, shown a spotlight on where we were as an industry, and they started this, like, they put it on Twitter, like, a hashtag, we need diverse books, and, like, try to, like, raise awareness for this, and that became this organization that has a goal of making sure that all readers, have an opportunity to see themselves on the, in a book, right? And the great thing about the organization is that it's working to support authors, illustrators, publishing professionals, educators, to just make sure that the, the industry itself has is offering the opportunity for diverse stories and that we're pushing the array of stories that are available on all different levels, right? Um, and there's an amazing amount of success if you look think about like 10 years ago or like when I was a kid going to the bookstore or the library, what was available versus what you see now. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I try to make a point of and the rest of the board does as well is that this is a continuation of work that's been going on for forever, right? There have been so many authors and people working in publishing who have been trying to push for more diverse stories to kind of expand what's available out there and meeting a lot of resistance and just kind of continuing to push and push and push i think we universe books came along in a moment to kind of give it another push and make some more difference as well but this is this is by no means started with um, with we need diverse books we're trying to to add to the the movement that's that is happening but you're right that with all the progress that's been made and there's been an incredible amount of progress Um, you're seeing a lot of the backlash that comes from that now with the book book challenges. And I think it's it's so disheartening because you think about the power that comes from seeing yourself reflected in a book is also mirrored by the power of the connection that you make by reading about other people's experiences, right? And you start to Challenge that you start to take away those opportunities for connecting with yourself or with others. Um, I feel like that's what starts to fray those those bonds that are important for us as a society to to be able to make those connections. I think the the damage from challenging these books and trying to ban these books is is huge. And the thing that always gets me is that if you're telling If you're a school board meeting saying this book about same-sex families is inappropriate for the bookshelf, it shouldn't be in school, it shouldn't be in the library. What does that say to the child for whom that's their experience? Right. If, If their experience isn't appropriate for the bookshelf, what does that say about them as individuals? About them as a family? And the just like. As an organization for reading diverse first books, we want to continue to push to make sure that there's more and more opportunity, that we all have the access to more and more books. Um, but now a lot of that work is also protecting the progress that has been made and making sure that we don't backslide and trying to figure out ways to support um, teachers and educators and families. And one thing that we did recently is put up resources on how to respond to book challenges and book bans so that parents or educators who are wanting to do the work of like going to school board meetings and speaking up, we know that everyone's so busy and like to, if we're like, if we can give like these resources so that you don't have to do all that research and homework on your own, that you can come to the table and like pull these resources you need to be able to speak um, in a targeted way at these meetings, then hopefully we can make the difference to push back against it. Cause a lot of times the, challenges aren't coming from a wide birth of support, right? It's like it's a vocal
0: minority. Yeah. I
1: mean so like but that vocal minority makes a huge difference. So how do you um make it clear that 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 is a minority and that there actually is a lot of support for these stories, a lot of support for these families, these kids, and make sure that I I think mostly about like for the kids and families out there that they d- They're not only hearing that vocal minority that's saying all these hateful things about about them, that they know that there's so many more of us out there who have their back. So we're it it was an honor to be asked to join the board. And for me personally, as an author, I know that I've benefited so much from the work of people who have come before me to even give me the opportunity to write books to um, to 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 be published. So being part of the board is just my way of giving back and making sure that we protect the progress that has been made and that we're making sure that the conditions improve for those who are coming after us.
0: We can kind of transition to the work you're doing at Hamline. So like when you work with your students at Hamline, do you because I'm 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 an author of like research and scholarship. I haven't done that type of writing yet, but I can imagine looking at the landscape right now do they are they reticent to tread into the waters of like really showing themselves or showing diverse voices on the page do y'all talk through that in terms and use some of those resources from We Need diverse books like what has that experience been like teaching with them in just the last year or two even
1: yeah i mean um i'm new to to teaching at at that level and it's been a really wonderful experience and Mm -hmm. for me it's working with my students to try to figure out how they can tell the best story that they can right and a lot of times that is not being afraid to to take a hard look at your manuscript and like say like am i am i trying to avoid certain things yeah fear or am i trying like how do you like kind of for me it's like asking the right questions so that you can see your manuscript as clearly as possible um and to to get a sense of like what your what barriers you put up for yourself as you're writing and i haven't found that students are afraid of taking on um, aspects of their identity i think if anything it's more a sense of purpose and responsibility to do so right and i think a lot of times as a, a writer that responsibility comes with a lot of stress of like, okay, am I doing this right? And I, I feel like half of the gray hairs on my head come from <laughs> the desire to make sure that I'm getting the details right and telling the, a story that is true and that, has, that does resonate and isn't um, botching up any of the details. But I think for the people I'm working with and the stories that I'm seeing come out, it's, they're getting more and more rich and more and more um, Diverse in every way, right? And I, I think because we're seeing so many diverse stories out there now, the way I describe it to a lot of people is I feel like for a lot of marginalized communities who haven't had a spot on the shelf before, we've been this this phase of the literary world is us writing ourselves into existence on the shelf, right? It's like we're writing our own origin stories. We're we're claiming and having to make the case that we belong and that we have a space. Um, like I said, that work's been going on for, for forever. But I, what I'm excited about is what comes next. It's like now that we know we belong and we have claimed that space on the shelf and that work has been done, that opens the door for all kinds of different stories that you don't have to do that. You don't have to, to do that work now. Like that's baseline has been established now you can go off and write that silly, fantastical story that you were wanting to do that it has nothing to do with anything. Like, I think you, there's a richness and diversity of types of stories that can come out from every community that is what makes me most excited about what's coming down the road. Yeah. Right. And I'm seeing that through the students that I'm working with. Just like, there's the sense of possibility for story is. A lot broader than I had coming into um, my career as an author. so it's it's incredibly
0: exciting. You spoke about the idea of students either perceiving or putting up those barriers to not put their authentic self or that authentic voice on the page. Like what are some of the strategies you use when you're in class with them to try and break those down or help them break those down? You mentioned like asking them questions and things. tell me more more about that. That's really interesting to me.
1: Well, and that's a good question. And for for me, it's like, for example, with to take like Asian American stereotypes, as an example, it's like, whether or not you're playing into those stereotypes, you are writing in response to you're, your writing is shaped by those stereotypes one way or another, whether you're accidentally playing into a stereotype, or whether you're actively trying to subvert a stereotype, or you're trying to provide a counterpoint, it's like, those there has to be an awareness of this like this public societal conversation about how people are seen and we're whether or not we want to believe it, we are all aware of these these of the, dis, the discourse of it all. Right. So it's like how are how do you go into a writing project with your eyes wide open of like okay, how am I in one way or another engaging with the prevailing sense of characters in this in this world right and so instead of just kind of trying to ignore it I think facing it head-on and be like um am I being are the characters that I'm creating being overly shaped by these and uh, an example is a lot of times stereotypes come from something that is also can also be true right it's like and it's like do you have to subvert everything about a stereotype and then you end up making your character feel feel inauthentic it's like um i showed an example recently that came up in something i was writing and i think like in a book i had the one of the older sisters had like this colored stripe in her hair and so I was like oh that's so that's so stereotypical every, like every um indie Asian girl at this time had like a colored stripe in her hair I was like but at the same time I was like that also feels true to this character who would have, would have gone like and you don't want to overcorrect so that all of a sudden your characters don't feel authentic anymore so it's mostly just like trying to figure out like where what's the truth of your character um, how does that interact with with these broader notions, these broader discourses, these stereotypes, and are you engaging with that in a way that still feels true and is not doing the shorthand work of reinforcing stereotypes, right? And, and there's so many different permutations of that when you're writing. Um, and I think it's just trying to be clear-eyed and facing them head-on even if it is uncomfortable. And I think that's, that. The ability to be uncomfortable during the writing process is huge because if you're if you're not then i think you might end up with something that's not that true to to you or to the reader if that makes sense
0: well it just sounds really intentional at the end of the day and when i think about book banning it's it's such a there's a lack of connection there there's almost it's forced disconnection in a way and so i love to hear you working with perspective or future authors that like there's this level of intentionality in the pedagogy you're using in the classroom that's really cool to hear
1: yeah and it's and like i said i'm new to teaching and what's interesting about this this um mfa model is that i'm working with not in a classroom model, but directly with a cohort of students so we write one, one and so so it's it it's a, a different a little different than like a classroom or a lecture style um which I also do sometimes, but it's nice to be able to work one-on-one with the student and their manuscript and really dig in and get get into the inner workings of what they're trying to achieve.
0: Min spoke about writing from a place of truth, which really resonated with me as I ruminate on current waves of state legislation that seek to ban books and stifle how diversity, equity, and inclusion are discussed in public education settings. To understand truth is to acknowledge, accept, and welcome diversity including those whose sociocultural identities do not align with dominant majority norms that this legislation seeks to uphold. My daughters and I have loved reading Min's books relating to the protagonists in some ways and learning from them in the ways that we are different. May we not lose the ability to write truth, read with a cosmopolitan lens, and engage in dialogue with those who are different from us. I want to thank Min for sharing his narrative on this podcast. You can connect with Min and learn more about his work through his website, which is linked in the episode description. His latest book, Enlighten Me, a graphic novel illustrated by Chan Chow, was just released this past September and is available wherever you get your books. Next week, we will catch up with Dr. Sarah Bonner, a previous guest on this podcast. Sarah was an award-winning middle grades English language arts teacher in central Illinois for two decades, and now serves as an assistant professor in the Department of Early Childhood, Elementary, Middle, Literacy, and Special Education at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. My contact information is in the episode description. This is Journeys of Teaching. I'm Aaron R. Gearhart, and thank you for listening.